Hello, and welcome to Paper Movies, a show where we usually have three hosts, but uh, Adam has had a busy month, and so he was not able to join us for the book club. He let us know ahead of time. So it's just Matthew and myself talking about David Morrell's hit sequel, Rambo First Blood Part Two, a novel that he did not want to write. That that's true. Right. I didn't. I didn't read the author's note. It was uh, like there's an author's note here. There's two. If you listen to the audiobook, which is fantastic, there are two author's notes because he went back for uh, Rambo: First Blood Part Two, and I also have Rambo Three. I'll be doing a single cut on this one next month for you all because uh, Matthew also had a busy month and he couldn't get to it. Otherwise, we would just tackle both of them. But that's okay. We can really deep dive into this this first yeah. sequel. Yeah, which that's cool that we're going to have more content over on the uh, podcast. So that's where you'll be able to find that uh, single yeah. cut. So Yeah, exclusive to those of you that listen to the audio only. Yeah. So let's get into this. Well, I want to actually, before we get into this, I want to talk about the history of writing this book. David Morrell wrote First Blood, which is a book I don't think you've ever read, Matthew. Mm -hmm. It's his first book, and it's a fantastic first novel. And it was his allegory for Vietnam and what he was seeing on the television in 68. He started writing it when he was in college, and it took him several years to finish it. It's loosely sort of based off of some people he met both when he was in college and when he became a college professor that were Vietnam vets who had issues. It was also, he was watching the news one night and he saw two stories. One was footage of the Vietnam war and footage of the protests going on. And he said, if you didn't have the captions, you could see that you could believe this was just one thing happening in the same place. Mm. And so that's the antithesis of First Blood. First Blood is an allegory for the Vietnam War coming to America. And I'm going to have to spoil the book of First Blood because it's kind of pivotal to why this book nearly didn't get written. Rambo dies at the end of First Blood. Oh, wow. Uh, he, and, he and Teasel, the police chief, are, both die, signifying that you know they don't win. Um, Troutman actually kills Rambo in in a really cold, brutal way. Really, and uh, yeah, uh, I will say that it, it is gut wrenching. But there certain things were changed. First of all, Rambo the screenplay rights got bought almost immediately after the novel came out and was a hit. It took ten years to make the film, uh, where like people. Like Steve McQueen was thought to be Rambo. Um, ton, I'm trying to think of some here. But eventually it ended up being a movie with Stallone, a very different movie. Yeah. Where where uh, Troutman ends up kill uh, not killing Rambo, although they did shoot an ending of that. But I was going to ask you if they had... Yeah, because it's in Rambo 4. It's in the dream sequence. Okay. <laughs> they were awesome. 
for some reason that is mystifies me to this day. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Troutman doesn't kill Rambo. Actually, Troutman trained Rambo personally, which is not in First Blood. And just certain things were changed, like Rambo having the first name John for Johnny Comes Marching Home. And his uh, Native American German heritage. Yeah. David Morrell thought was stupid because Stallone doesn't look German at all. He looks Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is. <laughs> but um, David Morrell, when he signed the rights to this, to First Blood, he in his contract said he was the only one who could write a novel with the character of Rambo in it. Hey, I get it. People want to be protective of their characters. So, uh, movie novelizations were starting to take off in the late 70s into the 80s, um, which he actually mentions in his author notes in the audiobook. Stuff like he mentions E.T. specifically as like a major hit, but he didn't want to write movie novelizations because he knew a bunch of his author friends hated doing it because it was a lot of copy and paste. But they kept, the producers kept hounding him. They actually sent him footage of the movie that had already been shot. And that made him want to write this book. And he wrote it in like three months, I think. Two or three months. But there wasn't enough stuff in the Stallone script, which is what the shooting script, Mm -hmm. for him to work with. So he takes stuff from the James Cameron script. And then he makes up some of his own stuff, like um, in the James Cameron script, the cell with the light, the light bulb shattered. That's from the Cameron script. And Morell deals with Rambo's psyche and stuff, and tries to develop Co more into a character. And that's all stuff that he adds in. Um, and he also adds in Zen Buddhism as yeah. uh, Rambo's religion. Yeah. Um, Matthew, do you want to give a synopsis of this book? Okay. Well, uh, Rambo, uh, obviously this is after the events of, like you just said, Rambo, First Blood. He's come back to the United States. He had a hard time in a town. He's serving some time in a prison, and uh, he gets approached by some officers. They pull him out from uh, breaking rocks outside, uh, like all the other prisoners are doing, just you know, their, their duties there at the prison. Well, they want him to go over and do a mission in Vietnam once again. This time, it'll it'll earn him freedom. He'll he won't have to go back to prison. Uh, he gets to go back to Nam and take photos of a prison camp that has uh, prisoners of war, some POWs. They don't want him to make contact with these people. Doesn't want him to uh, have a firefight with uh, the Vietnamese over there. Just go in, take photos, prove that there are. Prisoners of War, and get out. Well, when he goes, uh, he accepts the mission. He kind of doesn't want to. He has a hard time with that. Uh, but he he gives in. He goes on this mission, and some things happen to where uh, he basically his parachute fails when he's jumping out of an airplane to go take some snapshots of the prison. Loses his camera. Hits pretty hard on the ground. Uh, and he goes, and he finds this prison camp it seems empty at first but he waits 
And then he sees, uh, oh, he's also supposed to meet somebody. I should have med- mentioned that uh, a Vietnamese local who's supposed to help him uh, find this prison camp. When they find it, they see that there are people there and Rambo does what he, you know, he goes against orders and approaches and makes contact and uh, things get crazy because there's a betrayal from the U S military and Rambo starts to get a kill count. That is just insane. So only surpassed by hot shots part due. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I certain, th- this is what I consider the gold standard of a movie novelization. Um, with my boring intro, I brought up certain points where a movie novelization should add to the movie. Yeah, for the more better. than a copy paste, right? For the better, because I'm going to use I'm going to use another novelization. What we haven't talked about on here. I'm going to use the Last Jedi by Jason Fry. This is nothing against Jason Fry. I actually think he's quite a good author. I've liked a lot of his other things he did in the Star Wars universe, but. His novelization for The Last Jedi, when he adds scenes in, they are a hindrance. Because the book's too bloated. They add nothing to it. Whereas here, in this book, um, it seems like David Morrell's taking things that didn't work in the film, is tweaking them, and then adding and filling it. Mm -hmm. And just enriching the story. Nothing feels tacked on. In fact, I say this adds, there's a lot added to this. The book's 241 pages. Whereas, I don't even remember how long The Last Jedi was. I think it was twice that. Yeah, I think it was a 500 plus page book. It was just bloated. This isn't bloated. This is a lean book, but it adds so, so much to this film. It feels like 100 pages, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, it, it, it reads quick. Um, it, like I'm sitting down when I can find the time to read it, I'm like breezing through it. I'm like, wow, why is it moving so fast? I mean, each chapter is separated into several different parts, which I think kind of helps with that because mm-hmm. uh, it's easy to like, okay, I'm gonna take a quick break or whatever. You're not getting bored at any time. Uh, it's a very fast-paced novel, uh, very descriptive. Added some extra stuff, like you said. Um, which was all really fantastic. And I can't wait to talk a little bit more about some, uh, you, you, you mentioned star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's quite I a do. bit of star Wars talk in this book. Oh and yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because we just talked about uh, star Wars Shatterpoint over on the, the Tuscan reader podcast, a big discussion yes. about it. There's so many similarities to this uh-huh. book, Vietnam. It's like, in that book, you had Vietnam of the Star Wars universe. In Vietnam, Ko, the female character, she moves through the jungle just like the villain of Star Wars Shatterpoint. Like, <laughs> moves like through the, the trees, slipping past the trees. Uh, like, she's just part of the undergrowth. Like, she knows the forest like the back of her hand. I, I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, can, like, oh, wow, we just read this in a Star Wars book. I want to bring up a couple freaky scenes of this mm-hmm. that also kind of reminded me of Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint had some freaky things in it. But in this, I want to talk about the 
the pit with the bones. Oh, yes. So Rambo and Co., uh, after they're dropped off by the pirates, which the pirates are just... There's literally a woman pirate with a baby smoking opium. <laughs> just like suckling, right? Yeah. She's, she's, she's like breastfeeding. She's breastfeeding and smoking opium. It's so trashy and awful. <laughs> but they, they end up getting dropped off and they're heading towards the camp, which, by the way, we haven't even mentioned... This is the same camp Rambo escaped from back mm-hmm. in the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of harkens back a little bit to the First Blood novel. It's one of a couple times where the novel is referenced as opposed to the equivalent in the film. The other time is they bring up the Bat Cave, which when Rambo gets stuck in the mine in the movie, mm-hmm. he gets covered in rats. Because rats are easier to control than bats and beetles. And he's so yeah. freaked out he's going to get rabies. It's a disturbing scene. But uh, anyway, in this, um, they're walking through this sort of valley. And they just hear all this crunching. And they look down. They're stepping on the bones of POWs. Yeah. That were just dumped in a pit. Yeah. So that Even- bugs can eat them. Yeah. In the, it's also mentioned, like, Co says, like, you see all the flowers? It's like, there's... There's death under those flowers. All the soldiers from the war that were buried. It's like that's why the ground is so supple and like you see life there. Mm-hmm. It's just that fertilizer. But there's a the, the pit that I thought you were gonna talk about was the, the uh, slime pit. The torture pit. Yeah. That oh, was God. disgusting. So this is my second time reading through this, mm-hmm. and it actually got worse the second time because <laughs> once we actually get to the camp. I'm like, oh god, it, the slime pit's coming up. I know it's there. I know it's like 50 pages away, but like, so, so Rambo, of course, if you've seen the film, you know that he doesn't. The uh, CIA Murdoch, who's the head of CIA, betrays him, and his mercenaries, one played by the Cobra Kai master, because he just plays a jerk in every movie he's in. Um, they. They hold Troutman at gunpoint and they fly away, leaving Rambo and the POW he rescues yep. to be taken back to the camp. And uh, we haven't even talked about Tay. Tay is a whole nother character. A character, yep. make a character out of someone who doesn't speak any English lines in a movie. So, so Tay is the head, one, the second in command of the Vietnamese army that's part of this camp. And he was initially tortured Rambo mm-hmm. when Rambo was in the camp the first time. And then he got all sorts of in all sorts of trouble when Rambo escaped. And so he's never been able to leave this camp. He's, so he had to fight his way to the like back up to his position, became this expert tracker. And he's finding he thinks of Rambo as his like his redemption. Yeah, it's his nemesis. It's going to be his redemption to get it mm-hmm. out of this uh, godforsaken torture camp, and uh, he subjects Rambo to the slime pit, which is a pit of oh everything like, vile. Yeah, it's got it, leeches. It, it's got other feces. It's got it's sewage. It's rotting food. And you see it a little bit in the uh, the film, 
but they they fully submerge Rampo in it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. The so Rampo disgusting. Has a, like a weird Zed moment, which is kind of cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things in this book that I was uh, I was impressed with. The uh, one of the coolest things is when Rambo's caught after he's abandoned by the CIA or Murdoch's team, uh, which I guess they weren't really CIA; they were just mercenaries, right? Murdoch CIA and the the two guys this... that work directly under him are mercenaries. Okay, um, when they abandon him, when Rambo gets captured and goes back to this camp, uh, when he's dunked in the slime pit and he's tortured by uh, some Russians. Uh, oh, are yeah. there at the camp? Spesnas. Yeah, so they're they're uh, torturing him, and then they like we know everything that you, like they're asking him his name. Rambo won't answer. They ask him some other stuff. He won't answer. But he pulls out a transcript and is like, "We already know all this stuff." So mm-hmm. you just kind of got tortured for no reason. Could have just said your name. The the torture in this book is incredibly well. It's it could I've read Stephen King, so it's not as graphic as it could be. It's very realistic, where mm-hmm. in the film, it's an action movie, and it's just like filler until Rambo escapes and kills a bunch of Russians and Vietnamese. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I like, love when he's like, re- he's like, here's the microphone, the radio. We want you to call home base, and I want you to, uh, you know, find, tell, ask where they are, something like that. And he makes contact with Murdoch who has abandoned him. And uh, there's a big thing between Troutman and Murdoch because Troutman's like, we've got to go find Rambo. He's super pissed off at Murdoch and Murdoch's like, yeah, whatever this mission's over. He's ready to go home. He's packing up. Uh, but Rambo comes over the radio, a home base. And they're like, Murdoch Rambo's on the, on the radio. And he goes over, the, over to the radio and he's like, Rambo, is that you? And he's like, Murdoch, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and that's when he, uh, they cut him and cut him off the radio and the, he gets tortured a little bit more. I just thought that was awesome because it's well, like, he, we're going to kill you now. He so. hits Yushin, the big Russian, and knocks yeah. his teeth out. <laughs> yeah. He like, yeah, it was disgusting. And then the other guy, the main Russian villain is a weird pervert. And it kind of works. Yes. He he, he gets off he on gets Rambo on the tor- being tortured. Yeah. And if uh, those... we won't we won't go into the detail in it. It it's it's a little much, but like it works. It does. It's it's got so little. There are some graphic things sprinkled throughout the book like that, but it's not like oh, this is just disgusting. Like it's not it's got that, in it. Right. It's got that gritty like the these people seem like this is real. Like mm-hmm. people get this sort of high and you know, reaction to certain scenarios. That's why it works. And there's certain things worth like, even when Rambo's like prepping, like when he's in the prison after he's making, he's making up his mind. Like, I guess I'll go. He's like Mm -hmm. reflecting on his life. And he's like throwing his pictures away that he had. He has a couple belongings in a box and he's like throwing them down the the toilet hole. And I think it describes him as like being naked. You know, he's just like Mm -hmm. being one with himself is like, and then his scrotum tightened up and you're like, that's kind of weird, but I guess it works with like his body. He's just getting in touch with himself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it wasn't it's very weird. Human. And, yeah. and we've, we've touched briefly on the Zen. That's one of his Zen things. Cause that's his, he has, he has his Navajo religion. Cause he's part 
Navajo in mm-hmm. the book in the movies Cherokee. I, I I don't know. I I and he also his father was Catholic and beat his mom, which his father's abusive in First Blood, and there's not really a mom talked about, but they flush that out in the movie. So David Morell adds it to the book. Mm-hmm. But he ends up adopting zen buddhism because he's rescued by a tribesman when he's first deployed in vietnam and he ends up learning from him so in this one he's trying to he's trying to be in the present and that's one of those steps in being in the present is forgetting that letting go of the past but can, can we talk about him going ra- full rambo in this oh yeah like i was it's, gonna say real quick tying into his native american backstory like his weapon of choice like murdoch was trying to push on like this high-tech rifle and he's like i just need a bow and arrow and it's funny because yeah. there's an like one picture in the whole book and it's a picture of a, a, a bow of a compound bow yeah and they go thought, into the kind of history funny. of the bow and arrow oh yeah i thought that was cool oh yeah it was a little um, like it kind of started going off in this weird direction for a second. I was like, that's actually really cool. I'm glad he included that in the book. It's because David Morrell went to several archery ranges and talked to people. He also read Zen and the Art of Archery, which actually comes into play in Rambo 3's novel a bit too. A little more so. Oh. But okay. Rambo 3 is a little different. Rambo 3 deals with Islam and destiny. And what's Rambo's destiny, which is a little different than this. It's actually quite a bit different. That's so we need to review that soon. It's it's if this is different from the movie, Rambo three is essentially a the novel's a completely different story with basic plot elements that are the same. Okay. But to get back back into this, this beauty. Co is murdered. Yeah. And um, Rambo loses his. He, he, so Co's whole thing. We're we're just really gonna dive into this whole this whole book. You need Spoilers. to check it out, guys. <laughs> Co has a son in the in, in the U.S. and she wants to go back there. And Rambo agrees to marry her so she can go to the United States. She's done with spy work for the CIA. She wants to see her son. Her son's like 12 and she hadn't seen him in like eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Ko's killed. Rambo trying, was trying to learn to like love someone, which he has all these issues because he doesn't want to be close to people because it's not tactically safe to do that. And he just loses it. And he likes... He, some, of the, some of the deaths in this are so so intense someone gets hit with a catapult yes but even Ko's death was pretty graphic though too because yeah. when he, he sees this helicopter a huey right has this dragon that, the, the big machine gun on it which was pretty cool they described it as the drag the roaring dragon and just breathing its fire she gets shot with that so it mm-hmm. just pretty much rips her in half he says he like reaches down to pick her up and her skin is just ribbon, flesh, bloody. And I was like, oh, that's, that's so bad. So And yeah, it releases this primal scream from him. He's just so pissed off. And he's like, all right, it's time to go to war. He brings him a war. 
It's insane. Yeah. He he like burns a bunch of uh Vietnamese soldiers and like a a rice bog. Yeah. Like he, they all burn to death. He just leads yeah. them into a trap. He strangles has... someone with his bowstring when he runs out of arrows. There's the the guy, the second in command, not the Tay, but it might Tay's have been the second first in command. command. The That's main right. the main guy, the one who likes who likes the pristine suit. Yes, his name's like Vin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was funny because when he was dying, uh, that Tay, I, I have it marked here, where he was kind of pleased. He's like, haha, uh, you're letting the enemy get away. And also, okay, here he says, he says, so you wanted to do the easy part and get all the glory because the guy was kind of you know, flying around in the helicopter for a while, just demanding orders, not really getting out in the field and doing much. And when he finally does... Uh, this Tay is pretty happy about it. And he's like, and second, your uniform's dirty. I thought that was a funny line when he's yeah, in your uniform's dirty. Because yeah, the guy's so pristine, his suit's never dirty because he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So was, that was a pretty funny. Tay gets blown up, which is in the movie, which is yeah. even more satisfying in the book. But Yashin, Yashin keeps biting down on his lip, but he doesn't have much teeth left. So he keeps ripping his lip. So disgusting. <laughs> and then he he gets thrown out of a plane. But the main yeah. the main Russian gets thrown in the slime pit, and I think he drowns in it. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting too. I thought the whole like uh, helicopter chase uh, when it Rambo jumps in the river and he like goes down this waterfall. The helicopter comes down close to the water, and he crawls into it and like the Russian guy turns around and Rambo's like standing up inside the the uh the cargo area. It's like oh that's pretty cool imagery. He's... Yeah it reminded me when he goes over the waterfall of Predator a little bit. Yeah. Where... Yeah. Was Arnold uh ever thought of to do the Rambo? Arnold wasn't acting a lot. You have to Conan the Barbarian had just come oh, okay. out. Because okay. First Blood came in 83 and Terminator didn't come till 84. And that's what made Arnold Schwarzenegger the celebrity. Okay. Him acting more like a robot. <laughs> Makes <laughs> sense. Easy role for him. But um, I thought the book was fantastic. I definitely I, recommend this. Um, something else that I thought was kind of silly but it works though still is when there is communication between Murdoch, he's like trying to listen in and know exactly what's going on with Rambo. Cause they, he, they learn that he's causing chaos after that, the radio call with him. He like, I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. They've been kind of listening in and uh, the radio operator is like reporting to Murdoch. Hey, he just killed 75 people. He did this and he did that. And I was like, okay, it's kind of silly that they're reporting I guess the Vietnamese are reporting over their radio how many people Rambo has killed and how he's killing them. I thought that was a little silly. That reminds me of something with that I've forgotten the history part of the, the making of this book. And because in the opening uh, note, David Rawls says in my book, First Blood Rambo dies in the movies he lives. You know who came up with that? Hmm. Friend of the Facebook group Max Allen Collins suggested really? that. Really? 
Yeah, that's awesome. and he's actually named. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in the in the Facebook group, which yeah. is really cool. We'd love to have you on sometime. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the mummy. Let's talk the Nicaragua thing. Because if there's one thing dated about this book, it's that. Which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah. Until reading it. But back in the 80s, the, uh, the U.S. had a lot of uh, stop the spread of communism sort of things in the Central America. There was almost an incident like Nicaragua. Well, like Vietnam that happened in Nicaragua. Mm. But it didn't come to fruition, which I think David Morrell was really worried it was going to be another war. Right. So this, yeah, explains why he mentions someone. What is it? Rambo's like, it's best not to mention Nicaragua to the, the POWs. Yeah. Which, why does Rambo even know that's going on if he's breaking rocks in a quarry? <laughs> exactly. Uh, he, he does ramble on quite a bit. There's a lengthy Star Wars conversation. Yes. Like, they're talking about Skywalker and Darth Vader and stuff. It's pretty funny. He's like, you're going to want to see it eight times. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, think, I think David Morrell really liked Star Wars. Probably so. Like, like it's mentioned throughout America. the book. I just mentioned in the like closer to the beginning of the book too. Whenever Murdoch is like trying to give him this high tech rifle, this scope, and he's like, "This looks like something out of Star Wars. I don't want this." <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, but you oh. know something else that I thought was pretty cool, like a a, a neat line. Uh, I'll just read it here. Uh, well, no, I won't. Uh, when when Co dies, he's like holding her body, and he knows that she's dead. It says uh, he cradled too many dead soldiers, buddies, friends, not to uh, recognize the weight that a soul left after a sword from the body. So it's like, you know, the soul has weight to it, but, you know, it's like, oh, it's once it's gone, the body, you could feel the limp, soulless corpse. And we read, when we read a lot of these movie novelizations, I'm not going to say a lot of them are good, but a lot, some of them are bad. Some of them are very basically written. You can tell in this that this guy is was an English teacher. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's really well written. It is. It is. I really did enjoy this one quite a bit. I mean, I don't know where I'd rank it in our like from all the ones that we've done so far. I mean, I might be biased to Dragon Slayer. Obviously, I'm biased to that. I love yeah. Dragon Slayer. When I read the book, I was like, that's actually cool. That's a lot of lore. Um, Rambo, that's that's pretty high up there. I mean, Alien, yeah, yeah. that was one of your picks. That was incredible. I this have one, to redeem myself every time for the Predator. Yeah, yeah. it did well. <laughs> Halloween 2018, like, mm. yeah, I picked some stinkers in the beginning, but like, it's I knew, good, I knew when, like, especially after Hook. And how you didn't care for Hook, but I really, I really liked Hook. I thought it was fine, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not a big fan of the Hook movie. I'm like, you need something good, so yeah. I pulled yeah. out the big guns. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, what would you rank this one? 
I'm going to give this one an A+. It was, you know, it added stuff to the story that wasn't in the film. You know, the I don't remember. I've watched the film one time, not too long ago. So um, I don't remember the rock quarry scenes. I don't it's, think those were in there. Uh, barely. Barely. Um, barely. I, I enjoyed the relationship between Rambo and Co. in the book. Which I thought it was fantastic. Barely exists in the movie. Exactly. Uh, the the dialogue fantastic. The descriptions of things were were outstanding. So I think that the book to me is superior to the film. I mean, of course, it's it's always hard to say that because it's like oh, but it's uh, you know Sylvester Stallone. You get the explosions and stuff, mm-hmm. the cool effects, but the story. I just you don't my get older Stallone's age. Ego. In, right in this yeah and that's the thing with both the films these novels are based off of uh you they're very stallone was at at the top of his game at the time and he was he was a huge deal and mm-hmm. so is he would end up especially especially with this one when you do get to read it, it's completely different um they they just like they become Stallone vehicles as opposed to the story of a troubled veteran. What what the series is. Yeah. And yeah, it did have a couple little flashbacks to the events of uh, the first story, the first book or first film, more the the first film, but a little bit of the book. Yeah. But I I love the the relationship with uh, Troutman. He's, you know, he really, Stands Which up for is, Rambo. Yeah, I mean, he's basically it's talked about that he thinks of Rambo as his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he and Rambo thinks about him as like his father figure. Yeah, because his father, which comes from the book, his his father nearly killed him, and and it's talked about briefly in First Blood, and Rambo yeah. nearly killed him back, and then had to enlist. Basically, which is a little tweaked from the movies and the movie novelizations. It's essentially the same. But yeah. I give this a five out of five. I, I think this is the best thing we've done for I think movies. that's the highest rating that you've given so far. Yeah. And no it, no gimmicky points number number number. No, this is a straight five out straight of five. Five out of five. Well, there you go, guys. You're going to give something. Uh... If you only ever read one movie novelization ever in your life, it should be Rambo First Blood Part 2 by David Morrell. Wow. Big statement. I mean, it's fantastic. I recommend that anybody read this, too. You know, just be aware, you know, for those that innate graphics. I mean, well, I'm not going to say that. Screw well, that. You, That's, children screw shouldn't your, read this. Yeah, it's not a kid's book. That's what I'm trying to say. Because it's, it's like, screw your sensitivity. Well, no, I mean, when you're reading it, read for kids. when you're reading it, some of the vocabulary is not on like a, let's say a middle school level. Right. There's, there's some, some foul language. I mean, it, it drops the F-bomb like twice that I can remember yeah. anymore. But like in the last, I, I love it when Rambo points the M60 at... Uh, at Murdoch at the end, he pulls the trigger at Murdoch, but it just clicks and it's like Murdoch crapped himself. <laughs> like, yeah. He was scared. He was scared when he found out Rambo was coming back. Well, how could you not be? You come over the radio and you hear Murdoch, I'm coming for you. 
like, oh, in, in the movie, it's Murdoch. <laughs> and he just squeezes the mic, the microphone. I'm coming for you. <laughs> You're making me laugh. Cough. <laughs> what? Oh, Watch. Uh, Noah's going to take this out of context. Put Probably. I did say scrotum earlier, but hey, it's in the book. Yeah. And it and it, it, it makes sense in the book. So yeah, also, that's the... someone uh, ejaculates from being electrocuted. Which, I mean, it's got mature stuff in it. That I mean, yeah, it, it like, comes. It, it's like, like we said, it comes across natural and mature, like it's supposed. It's not like a, well, let's make this book pervy or weird in this it's weird. It's not written sense. by Chuck Wendig or Delilah S. Dawson. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's it's not written by two people who wrote Star Wars books uh, for a fa- an all ages property that were weirdly tonally wrong right okay so that does it for the rambo first blood part two novelization discussion uh, like we said we highly recommend that you read this book five out of five from jeremy a plus from me uh, next month join me and adam as jeremy's bailing out we're gonna be doing man of steel written by greg cox which is also in the facebook group for paper movies so, Jeremy, where are people going to be able to find you You're going to find month? me at Stupid Chainsaw Productions, but I will be doing an s- exclusive single cut for those of you who listen to the podcast on, on pro- uh, platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, Audible. I'll be taking a look at Rambo 3 by David Morrell. It's awesome. Looking forward to doing that. So you can uh, find. Go ahead. Adam has a single cut coming out too for. He does. Daredevil. Yep, I'm not sure if that's coming out next month or, um, maybe September, but we'll see. A lot of things happening with paper movies again. Some adjustments being made. Yeah. So, but we're supposed we'll still be here. And do we Um, want to drop September? What is in September? I don't even remember. License to Kill. License to Kill. We have Noah back. Quality Autism's joining us again for the other John Gardner Bond movie novelization. For my birthday. That'll be nice. That'll be fun. So, uh, guys, stay tuned. Check out the podcast. There's going to be exclusive content over there. And uh, we're going to be reading Man of Steel. That'll be the next YouTube discussion. So, uh, get your Man of Steel copy. Get to get to reading. Thanks, guys, and uh, have a good day. Stay Gucci. Bye.